And I currently live in LA, and I absolutely love it. Absolutely, and man, we have a lot of fun stuff on this podcast we're gonna go over. Maybe she'll bring out her guitar if we're lucky, you Maybe. know. Yes. <laughs> and most importantly, the voice. <laughs> <laughs> But let's just jump right into it. Tell me about what made you want to create music. Um. So, like, okay, in in the realistic world, yes, like I, I I can say you know music is a part of me and all that, but in reality, I was eight years old. They did like auditions for the Glee group and my primary school. They said there'll be snacks. It was an afternoon, and I was like, okay, I'm in. Um, but I think seriously, I. I think after being introduced to this world and kind of like learning to use my voice and realize, you know, I got something and I love it. And I, I, I found that it's so much easier for me to express myself and, and, and like who I am in this world uh, through music. And then growing up and picking up the guitar. And again, that was only like peer pressure because all my friends were playing guitar and I want to be, you know, I wanted to be a part of the cool kids. So I picked up the guitar as well. But by picking up the guitar and like starting to play and starting to write my own music, I realized it's such, such an easier, better way to express myself than, than, than any other way I ever tried. And yes, I mean, the two best decisions I made in my life were to join this glee group and then to pick up the guitar, you know. And the rest is history. I mean, that's that's kind of like a part of me now. This is this is who I am. So that's your, like, best escape, right? Yes, definitely. I mean, I don't know if it's escape. It's more like that's the real deal, right, you know. Right. The rest of the time is kind of like trying to understand how to express myself even here in the podcast, like... You know, you said before we started, like, oh, you probably do that a lot. And no, actually, I don't really talk a lot about my, you know, my path. I'm more like the way I express myself best, I'm saying, is singing, is playing. Like, I think that's that's where I shine. And the rest of the time, I kind of like try to try to make it happen, <laughs> you know, try to explain myself. Absolutely. Well, today's about you. You're going to be doing a lot of talking today. Great. <laughs> yes. We even had a little warm up round, but did you have like a pretty good support system when you were like starting to create your music with your friends and family? Um, 
Yes, I mean, I, I do, I have a very close uh, family, which I'm super grateful for yeah. in Israel, uh, where I'm originally from. Mm -hmm. And um, throughout, you know, high school, they were kind of like my support system, again, my, my family, my friends. Um, but then I took a break as soon as in Israel, we need to recruit to the army and stuff when we finish mm -hmm. high school. So I recruited to the army. I took a break from music. And after that, it was kind of like, you know, after the army, I needed to make a decision whether I continue with the music or I go towards something else. And by deciding to go with music, I also decided to leave, to leave Israel. And leaving Israel and, you know, starting from zero, it was a bit of a shock but I think one of the most important things at the time uh, moving to London was kind of like to create myself a support system really fast. I think it's crucial for any human being, but especially a creative one, that you want to have this, um, this these people around you, these people who can be there for you when you need them to not be completely alone with your mind and your craft because that's freaking scary. Absolutely. That's a huge leap. I mean, did you have a good experience moving to London? That's a big leap. You just yeah. went for it. Just went for it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, it was scary, but it's something I really, I really wanted to do, you know? So I kind of like, I didn't think too much. I booked the ticket. And after booking the ticket, then I had two months of like panicking and, you know, like preparation. But I think the first step was just, you know, I want to do it. It scared the fuck out of me. I'm going to just book the ticket and do it because otherwise I would never do it, you know. So I just realized, OK, that'll be a good step for the career. Just do it. Just book the ticket it. and, you know, deal with the fear later. Yeah. And I, the reason why I asked about like your support system because you just have such a, a loving energy, like a caring, <laughs> genuine, loving energy, which is pretty rare nowadays, right? Um, Thank you. But and you, and you feel that for when you when you you know you sing, and it, there's a big impact that I feel like it left on me, and I know it has left on others. You know, <laughs> as, as if you're paying attention, um, but with that, obviously, since that, you know you love music, you love creating. What do you or what do you do now currently to help not worry about judgment per se from others? <laughs> um, tons of therapy. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, yes, basically. <laughs> no, uh, no underlying things here. Yes, therapy. I think it's so important um, to have these uh, these voices of somebody from. Sorry, these this voice of somebody from the outside who has the tools to help you and to explain yourself to you. Um, and of course, you know, my relationships here and like the, the friendship I created along the way, but yeah, therapy, definitely therapy. 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 We're all for therapy. Stop fighting therapy, you guys. I, I still am. I'm not doing it yet, but <laughs> I'm not an artist like that. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think we're all creatives one way or another, right? So That's true. That's true. And I mean, I, I, can, I guess I can understand and agree with you because, I mean, you have more experience than I have and you're definitely very well grounded. So 
Again, thank you for your time. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I love the fact that that's the impression I'm creating. Thank you. Yeah. I'll tell that to my therapist. You there see? you go. Yeah. See, you get some points from your therapist. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I kind of already asked this, but maybe for those other people that are listening that support you, um, as you continue to grow, what are you going to do to make sure that you know you keep yourself enclosed and still become your biggest fan as you always have been you know yeah therapy Therapy. I think that's also yeah it's the same the same answer yeah I think keep on continuing like to have a constant connection with yourself to understand in any point you are at where you stand, what you're feeling, you know, to, to, to not get to a burnout, to not get to a place of I'm not good enough, to not get to a place of like, those people are right, I'm nothing, or those people are right, I'm freaking amazing, you know, it's kind of like you need to be in constant connection with who you are, where you're at, what your goals, and, and, and stay grounded. And for me, therapy was this thing, you know, to, to be, even right. to be accountable for another human being who's not my family, who's not my friend, you know, who kind of like have this professional opinion of who I am and what I do. Um, and yeah, just keep on being in relations with yourself, with your mind and like, yeah. Is there, do you meditate at all? Do you do yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes more than other times. Um, but my goal is to, to manage to incorporate it in my day-to-day life, you know? So I do, I use this app, Calm, um, that if you want me to sponsor you, just, you know, click the link below. Um, but yeah, I love this app (laughs) and they have these daily J's, you know, which are like wisdom moments that they give out and they have these daily meditations and it's just, it's easy, you know, you don't need to commit to it that much. You can, I mean, not that much to like, to give too much time to it a day. You kind of, you can do it only seven minutes a day or 15 minutes a day. It doesn't matter. But the fact that you have this moment a day that you have to, and you know, I'm using my fingers, but you have to, um, be accountable for yourself and for your mindset. Absolutely. I think it's important. It's almost like a necessity. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about like your daily routine as an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so my daily routine as an artist in LA, meaning I also have a day job. Um, yeah, so part of I, the process. Exactly, the process. part of the process. Um, so again, I'll tell you about my ideal daily routine. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it doesn't happen every day, but um, my ideal daily routine is waking up, brushing my teeth, and then like sitting. Um, in our sofa because my girlfriend is still asleep usually like she sleeps much later than I do sitting on the sofa and just really choose one of these um daily meditation slash wisdom uh to listen to for 10 minutes closing my eyes just lying down and kind of like just listen to it uh for a few moments before I open my mouth before anything else and then usually I'll make myself a cup of coffee you know and get in the car um because For my day job today, I am uh, teaching music for early childhood, uh, which is extremely fun. So I drive all around LA and basically see these little ones, which are like four and under, and just introducing them, exactly, (laughs) to music and to sound, to rhythm, you know, and kind of like 
helping them explore themselves and like get connected to their inner creative. So yeah, that's what I do during the day. And then usually that'll be until like noon, you know, or early afternoon. And then I'll get, um, I'll get the time to kind of like focus on my music, on my career. This is where I'll do like meetings with other creatives, like songwriting sessions or rehearsal with my band or, you know, networking events, like whatever, gigging, you know. So, yeah. Would you say, definitely, I mean, I now I understand why you're such an awesome artist. I mean, teaching is like learning again, right? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Especially from these little ones. They have no boundaries, you know, so <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing. No boundaries meaning like what? Give us a Oh, like phys- first of all, physical, they have no boundaries. They'll okay. come and they'll climb <laughs> on here with the guitar, you know, and they'll start twisting the, the knobs, you know, to change the tuning on the guitar. And they'll figure out, you know, they see you're singing, so they'll come and put their hands on your mouth because they want to feel, you know, they want to understand what's happening. Um, and the smaller one will find the speaker, will find the speaker on the floor. Cause we also play some music, you know, so they'll take the speaker and they put it high and they listen to it and then they sit on it and they, it makes them laugh, you know? So you kind of like physically no boundaries whatsoever. There's no personal space with them, which is, you know, extremely funny and fun. Um, but the other thing I see is that because they have no, like, again, Personal, not personality boundaries, but let's say walls, okay? Walls, it's a better word. Mm-hmm. They don't have any walls, any any blockages. So they'll sing and they'll see the drum and they'll drum their heart out. And, you know, they'll, they'll have the sticks so that they can like tap their sticks together and they can use them as different animals. And they're just having so much fun with those little instruments and their voice and the music that is inspiring, you know? So is it fair to say that you getting to do this gives you a whole bunch of reminders of how fearless to be? I mean, Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, doing that, you know, at the beginning I was like, what's the connection between me and early childhood and like teaching? I never really understood it. You know, I kind of like, how can I do it? Um, But now, oh my God, it, it gives me so much joy. And again, like appreciation, for for how how music and mind are like connected and how in starting it in such a young age you know teaches you so much so yeah absolutely and I one word out of that whole sentence stuck out to me appreciation tell me how you implement gratitude within your day-to-day routines um actually very straightforward I keep a journal near my bed and I write every night I write every night I write um five things I'm grateful for and a lot of times I'll realize that the list is on and on like I I don't finish at five like usually there'll be more coming and that by itself gives me much more appreciation and gratitude because I'm kind of like oh wow I'm I'm really lucky like thank you you know and with anxiety and all the things we'll talk about it later, that's yeah. like my show is basically um, talking about dealing with anxiety and like mental health. But with that saying, I'm still realizing every night how much I have to be grateful for, you know, and it's it's pretty amazing. Even in the most like bombed out days, you still have a very full list. So Absolutely. That's what I was saying to a friend the other day or I was working and I met a random person and they were like how's your day going I was like I'm having 
you know, a really amazing day. They're like, well, why is that? I was like, well, I woke up. I have a place to stay. Yeah. I can eat today. And, you know, I have people around me that love and adore me. I mean, how lucky am I? Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, right? like I said, even on the bad days, if you come back from that sense of appreciation and gratitude, it's, you have no worries. Exactly. 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 But since, you know, we mentioned your project, enough of the way, if you guys are still tuned in with Miss Ronnie Mardor, we're going to talk about her big project on the way called Anonymous Rose. Anonymous Rose. That's right. So tell us a little bit yeah. about the story. Don't give us too much because, you know, we want people to still tune in, but <laughs> go ahead. Um, so, yes, my project is basically a one-woman musical cabaret-style show. Um, it's called Anonymous Rose, and it talks mainly about anxiety, coming out, and self-acceptance. And it's a show I started writing during COVID, um, which I didn't really know where I'm headed. And then I realized, you know what, maybe I'll just talk about, you know, my life, like how I feel and all that jazz. And... I wrote 11 songs and the in-between like talkable beats that are almost like, you know, a bit like Dear Diary sort of thing. Gotcha. Um, and it's basically, yeah, it's just like this, this um, 60 minutes experience that I include a lot of humoristic moments and a lot of like um, maybe a bit darker moments and a bit of awkward moments, but... The main thing about this show is basically just to have a space for somebody to come and listen and say, oh, you know what, I, I get that, like, I get, I get it. Um, and just to have a place, you know, um, to understand that talking about mental health is good and the feeling of, I don't want to go to therapy, I don't need therapy, I don't need pills, it's more than, um, it's not only you, like, there's so many people that don't want to be categorized as mental health, um, you know, subjects and, and also coming out and the difficulties that goes along with that. Absolutely. But I'm saying I try to do it as lighthearted as can be because we are talking about more of like deep, you know, deep issues right. and kind of like we try to do it as lighthearted as can be. I'm working with a beautiful, amazing director. Her name is Anastasia. And um, we kind of like taking it, you know, step by step, trying to make it into a whole, making it into a beautiful story that hopefully will come on stages in November 2023. Um, it but will. It's yes. going to come in stages November 2023. We're Correct. manifesting it. Yes. She's working on it. Oh, we're working on it <laughs> hard. Yes. <laughs> I love it. And I feel like for what you just told me that you're going to be displaying on this project, um, on this album, on this, you know, experience. It's very relatable, right? I mean, it's almost at that point where it's controversial in the sense of, like, it's relatable to what everybody or what people go through, what you're going through, but it's also relatable to many people, right? So. Yes, and I think especially after the three years that we've been through, you know, I think a lot of people kind of, like, got into their own minds and their own worlds and tried to understand what's wrong with them you know and I and I I think and the main thing I want people to come out from uh with from this show is like nothing wrong with you we're all 
anonymous creatures, you know, we're all special, meaning right. none of us is, like everything's okay, don't take life so seriously, but in a good way, not in a pessimistic way. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I hope, I, I really hope that with this show, we'll be able to give the audience and the listeners a bit of a, like a, a relief, you yeah. know, and, and obviously enjoyment and just like a moment they can laugh and cry and do all those things together. Absolutely. Is there any, like, it sounds like you do like suggestion self-talk that you give to yourself. Like what I say is like, keep moving forward, you know, only do it or you, there's only a certain amount of things you can control and then whatever else happens, you just have to <laughs> react core, you know, correspondingly yeah. in, a, in a manner that's good for you because you can't control everything. That's right. So that's the first thing I think I'll, I'll, I'll copy you, but you can't control anything, everything. You can't control anything, but you can't control everything. And the second one is just do it. You know, you'll never be ready. So just do it, do it and then work from, from that moment on. But do it, because you'll never be ready. Give yourself that anonymous rose. Exactly. <laughs> Is that a perfect like plug? <laughs> I'll use that. Yes. You know, it, it's always a good sign when you get the artist that you're having on your podcast to laugh like that. So yes, give yourself the anonymous rose, you know? Yes. Give yourself love. Give yourself understanding. Understand that it's okay to not be okay as long as you're working on getting better, right? Exactly. And I think, and again, always, you always have, uh, you know, somewhere to grow to and something to develop. And, you know, you kind of like, there's always a future, you know, like there's always something better along the way. So you can always, I know it, it can sound a bit like, like what's right now is not good enough. That's not the case. Oh, is that still working? Yeah, we're still good. Yeah, so I'll say the same sentence again. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, there's always place to inspire to. Um, right. And as long as you keep on moving, you'll be okay. You know, um, and even sitting still and staring and breathing, that's also moving forward. You're giving yourself the little rest your body needs now in order to continue. Um, you kind of like, you know, charging up. So Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any uh, self-help books or suggestions for people to read? They're going through a tough time. Ooh, actually, I have one. Oh, my gosh, I don't remember. Who is it? Bye. I'm going to Google it while I say it. No but worries. it's uh, the, the name of the book is Reasons to Stay Alive. And it's a book here by Matt Haig, right? Yes. Reasons to Stay Alive by Matt Haig. That's an incredible, amazing book um, that is some sort of an autobiography, but he's writing it, again, in a very lighthearted, funny way almost. Like, you do find yourself laugh, and the story is about Matt Haig when he was 24. He's uh, been suffering with depression in his early 20s, and um, basically when he was 24, he tried to end his own life. And the book has so many, like, I don't know, truths in it, if right. you can say that. And the way he talks about life and the way he expressed even the most dark times of his life give you this, like, awe about him and about, about in general, like, how 
special life can be and how the people around you are so important. But the most important thing is you, like for yourself, you know, that the most important, the, the only person who can really help you is you and not really anybody else. Um, but the way he writes the things is like, it's so relatable. And I have a feeling that even people who doesn't suffer, um, or sorry, even people who don't suffer from, um, mental health issues will still be able to relate. And I just, I can't recommend it enough. You guys got it. What's the name of it? One more time. Reasons to stay alive by Matt Haig. Check it out. Check it out. Check out those vibes. And, um, is there anything that you've been struggling with as an artist lately that you felt like was pretty tough that you've been able to overcome? Um, I think it's the main thing I've been struggling with as an artist, and I have a feeling a lot of people will agree is this, um, the, the huh, how do you say it? Ah, the, sorry, um, imposter syndrome, you know, yeah. that it's kind of like the feeling that I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. I see all these people, especially now in the social media area era, sorry, that you see so many people that are so much better than you or doing it so much better than you. And you are kind of like, how will I ever be able to compete, compete with them? And I think that's kind of like being my struggle that you're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. Um, the things you are doing are not like industry standard. Like you won't be able to push to the next level. And my solution for that is what I said before the stop thinking and just do it, you know, put dates down and decide by that date I'm ready and you'll get to the date and you're not going to be ready. And it doesn't matter. You're going to do it. And then when you're doing it, then you start getting the feedback from the audience and you start getting, you will get some bad feedback sometimes, you know, but you'll get some good feedback as well. And you'll get some appreciation and you'll get this mirroring of seeing who you really are in this world. And that will move you forward, you know, like fake it till you make it, but in the best way possible, you know, like just do it, book gig dates, gig dates and say, you know, and that gig, I'm going to play one, two, three, four, five, six songs and set a release date. And no matter what happens at that date, you release whatever you decided to release, you know, and things will start moving forward and you'll start feeling more confident with yourself because you'll start seeing the reaction and you'll have something to show for and not only your words of saying, oh, that will happen and I'm working on that and that, no, I've been working on that and here you can go to this link and check it out because it's so freaking amazing. I, I love that. I, you could have said that any better, you know? Yeah, I, thank you. <laughs> that was really... English second language, you know, I find myself keep on getting stuck. So, but yeah, thank you. Your English Appreciate is that. very good. It's, thank you. And... People can understand it just fine. And <laughs> don't don't feel like you have an accent. My mom would always used to be like, because she's Colombian, right? And yeah, has a what you call a thick accent when she first got here. And she's like, I don't have an accent. Like you have an accent. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm speaking a second language here. Like give me a break. But um, what do you think? You want to play the guitar a little bit? Sure, yeah. If you'd like. Love, if, yeah, if you're yeah. feeling up to it, we want to hear that voice that we're going to uh, preview with Anonymous Rose. Anonymous Rose. Anonymous Rose. Actually, the song I'm going to play is not going to be Anonymous Rose. No, it's not. Uh, no, it's <laughs> going to be a different song. <laughs> but 
It's still a song from the show. Um, it's called Moon. And let's see, you think we'll be able, will it oh, hear yes. the guitar as well? Yes, I can also adjust it. Okay.
Wow, that was a full experience. And that's just one of the songs. This one's called Moon, am I correct? Correct, yes. Wow. <laughs> Thank oh you. Oh my gosh. I wasn't expecting to get a full-on concert right in front of me. <laughs> that was... Thank you. Whew. Didn't warm up this morning. Okay. Didn't oh. warm up? Dang. Yeah, no, I feel like... Whew. Just getting All warmed right. up. Did you hear her voice? I'm getting ready. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love that. Thank you. I love your voice. I love your work. I think sky's the limit for you, you know? Hopefully, yeah. It, it. I'll take it. <laughs> for you too. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, I mean, a couple small things left to go over. I think I really liked what I asked you prior. Um, what do you recommend to creators, artists, when they feel stuck? Because you said there's not really that creator's block that they say. Yeah, so one of the things I learned at school is um, at ICMP, by the way. I did. Uh, I studied in ICMP in London for four years, uh, and I studied songwriting. And, you know, the first, basically the first thing they told us in the first class was like, okay, so we can't really teach you songwriting. <laughs> what we can teach you is, what we can do, sorry, is to give you tools in order to work your craft better in order to learn the industry in order to learn and then they said that there is no such thing as writer's block if you want to write you can write it's just the, depend on the way you do it and you know we all all of us songwriters at least we have this thing that we call writer block you know writer's block that suddenly we can't write and that'll be our excuse like for a month we didn't write a new song or for six months we didn't write a new song because we're in a writer's block. And one of the things they taught me at a university is that there's no such thing. What we have is we can, we can have a blockage in one way that we've been used to writing songs, but then all we need to do is change the circumstances. So like, for example, I can give you an idea. If you are struggling with some sort of a writer, writer's block or a blockage of any sort, uh, just a creative blockage, um, and an exercise I've been doing is called free writing. And basically what you do, you kind of like you take your notebook or your computer or whatever you use to write, and you put a timer on your phone on, or, or on your um, watch for eight minutes. And in these eight minutes... You're going to put your pen down or your fingers down and you're just going to write nonstop for eight minutes, whatever comes to your brain. Now, it can be the most like stupid things, okay? And it can be also, <laughs> I have nothing to write about. I don't know what to write about. This is that, my computer is gray, my phone is black. Like, it doesn't matter. The most important thing is just not to pick up your hands or your pen for eight whole minutes. And you'll see how fast your brain goes from one idea to the other, to the other, to the other, and it's just... This exercise is here to help our brain kind of like use its full capacity, you know, right. as much as we can. And then when the eight minutes are done and you have a full paper um, that is like that all you have written is like stupid stuff, what you think at least is stupid, you can go over this paper and circle things that sound like that looks oh, that's actually interesting. That's you know, that that's something I can develop, that's whatever. And you'll see you'll have at least three things that you circle on this page. And then you have three new ideas for a song, for a column, for whatever you are writing. Trust me, you'll find an idea there. 
And that's, that's been like a great one for me. But another way you can do is just go outside, look at the buildings, look at the art exhibition, like go outside and take, you know, muse or, you know, um, inspiration from the outside world because it's so easy to do. And it's always like, it's usually not something you'll think about. That's awesome. I really like the eight minute writing. Would you agree that it's powerful, more powerful to do it pen to paper as opposed to, you know, doing it on your laptop for the writing? Um, I tell you what, it depends on your generation, honestly. I right. mean, for me, yes, it'll be easier to write on a paper just because, you know, I feel like it's automatically, it's directly going from my brain to the paper, exactly, through my hand. Like, it's like a channel. But honestly, I think, like, our, you know, people who are now in high school or just graduated, they might not have the experience of writing on paper as much as we do, you know, and maybe for them it will be easier to do it on the computer right. because they write everything on the computer. They right. write their journal on the computer. They write on the computer. The computer becomes their channel. So honestly, you know, I'm not sure. Um, whatever your preferences. Exactly, whatever your preference. I prefer pen and paper, but not everybody are like me, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just suggest pen and paper just because once you really get connected with writing on a piece of paper, it's very empowering more so from my experience than typing on a laptop. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, especially like journaling. Journaling on pen and paper feels, and it actually, if you look up psychologically, it's more empowering to the brain when you actually write compared to typing. You know, typing. So. Hmm, that's interesting. I would only okay. make that suggestion, but like how <laughs> we both said, to each their own preference. Doesn't exactly. Matter. So, I do this to every um, guest. What are three things you want to work on this week that you feel like you can improve on? Especially because we're starting on Sunday. I, you know, I only learned like two years ago, Sunday is the first day of the week, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. In Israel, it actually <laughs> is the first day of the week. So, right. in Israel, Sunday is like here what Monday is. <laughs> like Sunday, people go to work and everything. And our weekend is Friday, Saturday in Israel. Yeah. Just so you know, That's very a vibe, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and actually, you you brought it up, so I'll say it anyway. Uh-oh. Uh In in Hebrew, Sunday you say Rishon, and Rishon in Hebrew means the first. So just so you know, that's the name of the day of the week. Got and it. Monday you say Shini, which means the second. But anyway, um, got some insight today. Learn something yeah, new exactly right. Learning new languages. That's so uh, yes. Three things I want to work on this week. Um, working out. Okay. I kind of like neglected it. So I definitely want to like have something relates to working out every day this week, whether it's a 15 minutes walk or anything just to move my body. Yeah. Um, and also obviously like a real workout at the gym. And um, I want to... Um, work on the play for the show um i have i've gotten some homework so i definitely want to do that and kind of like you know perfect perfect i don't know how to say it perfect yeah yeah perfect basically the play um for anonymous rose and I want to rewrite a song I've been stuck on for quite a while now. I think it's been like four months, which I have the song, but it's not completely ready. 
and I kind of like put myself in uh, an end date, which is this Thursday. So, boom, gonna boom. be finishing the song. Yes. A little bit of a perfectionist. There's nothing wrong with that, especially being <laughs> a, in the line of work that you're in. Yeah. Um, I love it. I, you know, you guys got a free show. She killed this uh, song, Moon, right now. I think the vocals were insane. Got some insight on how to become a better artist or become more in tune with yourself, you know? Yeah. Take that time to do therapy, journaling, time for yourself, you know? I think uh, you're going to do very well. I think if you want to have your gigs in November for your new project, Anonymous Rose, you will because... The premiere is going to be in November. Excuse me, the premiere. November. What date, if you can choose one, would be ideal Let's choose November 8th. November 8th. I like that. Let's do it. Yep. November 8th. So... Tune in, you guys. Um, I'll have your Instagram and all that stuff down below um, listed with your Spotify link. But is there anything else that you wanted to leave a message to to these young, old, medium, whatever kind of listeners we have? <laughs> um, yes, definitely. Um, so if you are a young um, artist, uh, composer, songwriter, singer, um, musician in any sorts, creative in any sorts, now is your best time to put your stuff out there. Now, it's the best, best, best moment of your career to just get it going. And the reason is that we are living in an era that everything is available for us. And and yes, there's more competition, but there's also more opportunities. And As I said earlier, you'll never be ready. So set a date up, decide this is where I'm going to put my first things out and do it. Um, And you'll see that it'll be much better than you ever imagined. And the thing about putting your stuff out there is that it'll start the ball rolling and you'll start getting attention and you'll start getting, um, you know, more creative and more creative contacts and just do it because when you're sitting alone in your room, nothing really moves forward. And yes, you can create an amazing, amazing repertoire, but you're the only one listening to it and give a world a present or a gift and just share it and put it out there. You know? Share it, put it out there and give exactly. yourself the gift too. You owe it to yourself to put out the music. Exactly. All right. Well, it was lovely having you on, Miss Ronnie. Thank you so much. Thank I loved being here. Thank you so much, Mark. You killed it, too. You gave, <laughs> every, you gave everybody some insight, some mute. Thank you so much. I, thank you from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you guys tuned in with Office of the Day with Miss Ronnie Mardor. In March, we should be expecting... Uh, March will be a recording of the preview, so hopefully you'll see it by mid-April. Mid-April. So like yes. mid-April, but you know we're dropping this podcast way before that, so if you guys can <laughs> tune in, um, and she'll have some previews and stuff maybe before that. Who knows? You just keep an eye yeah. out. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Office of the Day is tuning out with Miss Ronnie. Thank you so much. Brrr.